Hi, this is Tina Spangler of TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm going to talk about how I start colts and I think colt starting is probably the most important part of a horse's foundation because it really sets the pace of the balance of their career and that's why it's so important that you find the right colt starter, not someone who's going to buck them out or scare them or do things that that take their confidence away. You want someone who's going to build their confidence. So for me, over the last, oh, 29 years, um, TLC was established in Colorado in the early 90s. And then um, here in Florida in 2001, I've probably started, like I said, about 100 different babies. And they're all unique. Um, My own personal baby um, was born when I was, uh, let's see, 49. So I'm 54 now. And I did all of his with a bad hip. So I especially did not want a baby that was going to be explosive or nervous or scared. So I truly feel like if you follow this process, you're going to do really good. Um, the colts I find that you'll get in trouble with are the ones that have sat in a pasture for two to four years and haven't been handled, those colts you're going to have to take things a lot slower with versus a colt that's been handled and had a lot done with them. So um, with a professional trainer, this could be at least a 90-day process that I'm talking about. So the number one thing I like to start with um, with colt starting is obviously they need to uh, you know, have a, the halter and lead rope understanding of walking and, and stopping and, uh, and respecting your space. But then I would go into um, some free lunging. If you have a round pin, if you don't, you can do this on a lunge line. But the idea is to not lunge for exhaustion, but to lunge for respect and trust building and communication of cues. So you want them to go left at the speed you ask until you say stop, right at the speed you ask until you say stop. Um, Stop and face you is important off your body and voice. It's also important to have a horse that will back away out of your space off a light cue, give to pressure and come forward off a light cue. All that's super important. So that would be my number one thing I would do. And um, as it gets more advanced, you can lunge them where they keep slack in the uh, lunge rope and also give to pressure as they're lunging, but that's gonna be later down the road. The next thing I would do is flexion from the ground. I would want them to face flex from the halter uh, left and right their face and also down with uh, pressure from the rope so a head down cue a head left and right cue all the way back to their shoulder or um, uh, cinch area and standing while they do that I would also want to yield body parts I'd want to be able to yield the hindquarters and yield the front end into a complete circle one step at a time resting and praising for everything they do correctly because again you're trying to build confidence number three I would do a lot of desensitizing and sacking out with my young horses I would use um, obviously your halter and rope they need to not be afraid of anything you use on them um, desensitizing in place I don't want them moving when I'm desensitizing them I want them to go against their instincts to flee when they're scared but to stand so I want to touch them with ropes and whips and slickers but you know first present it in a way that they can see it and smell it maybe even follow you with it and then let them smell it stand to the side of them so they don't accidentally pop you with a leg or something um touch their shoulders you know their neck their back their big muscles first and then you can get to legs and belly and head later 
Um, do things where you can swing things over their head like a lunch whip, um, maybe plastic bags, umbrellas, be creative, put some screws and bolts into a little plastic jug and shake it and get them used to noises or paint cans, the noises that those things make or fly spray bottles, put water in it and be able to spray them with that. Um, you know, desensitize to getting a bath, um, one thing at a time. Remember to always take the pressure away when they give a good answer, like standing still. If they continue to move around, um, lighten the pressure, but don't quit until they show you at least a little bit of a try. Um, and then you can back off. So that is so important. That's going to be very much important to your safety. So the next thing I would do, because I want to prepare them for riding, is I might use a bareback pad if I had it, or a saddle blanket, and just lay it on their back. Um, I'd do a surcingle. And again, you're going to want a round pen or somewhere safe that if they get away from you, if you have them on a lunge line, or if you're free lunging, they don't have a big dramatic effect to it, and they're safe. So safety has to be first and foremost. They can't get hurt, you can't get hurt. But a surcingle or a bareback pad is a great way to get them used to pressure in the girth. Um, so let them get used to that. And then once that's comfortable, you can throw your saddle on them and do everything in increments. Obviously, you're not going to cinch something tight to them if they're still afraid of a saddle pad being tossed onto their back. So do it all in order of their ending on a calm note and they've accepted it and they understand it and it's positive. Don't continue on if you have a scared horse or a negative reaction. And then you're gonna want to um, get them used to maybe a bit. So I like when I'm putting a bit on a baby, I like the rubber mouth bit or a thicker, smooth uh, two-piece maybe, just an O-ring or a D-ring or full cheek. I even will use a Bozell um, and a side pull for my first ride. As a matter of fact, my first ride, I'll actually just do in their halter, a rope knot halter, and um, put some split reins on the halter. So, but, um, but getting them used to the bid, because I'll eventually want to see how they do in a snaffle, I'll do as light a bridle as I can, thicker, smoother mouthpiece. Um, and it, again, you can just let them carry it in their mouth while you're doing some lunging work. You know, just letting them get used to having a bit in their mouth. They're probably gonna be very distracted the first time you do it. So then I might go ahead and pony them. I'll pony them with the saddle on, maybe with the bit on, and just get them used to seeing me above them off of another horse. And the first time you pony, you're gonna wanna have a nice horse that's safe, that doesn't mind ponying another horse, um, that will allow you to push a baby around, front end and back end, won't kick at them, can handle a baby that gets upset, and again, um, pony in the round pin or small arena first so if they do get away from you because you'd rather let them go than somebody get kicked or hurt um, so be in a safe area so that's always important also t teach them to tie uh, maybe tie them in their stall for an hour a day or uh, you know to the trailer or the you know somewhere safe I use a tie clip so if they do set back they don't hurt their neck um, but that tying is good for patients pull so they don't paw and they learn to just be chilled out because once you start hauling them They're gonna need to sit tied to the trailer So maybe while you work one other horse or clean stalls leave them tied up. Um, that's good for patients as well um, Then also do some work maybe with some ground poles you can lunge them over ground poles That's good for balance and picking up their feet. You can lunge them uh, over tarps um, up and down little ravines or uh, through water puddles, things like that, that'd be good for their desensitizing when you eventually ride them out and about. You can work on loading them in and out of your trailer calmly on a go forward cue and a backup cue prior to 
getting them in the trailer, you might want to be sure you've got those cues solid um, by backing them through the barn or through stall doors. Um, you know, make sure that they do know those things and don't mind going through smaller confined areas uh, forward or backward on a cue. So work on that as well. And then um, for your very first ride, once all of this is super solid, um, I would just stay in your rope halter and maybe put some split reins on it or even just tie the lead rope around on both sides safely. But um, I would, the first ride, I would just face flex, do the things they're familiar with, lunge beforehand, do the normal routine that you've been getting into. And with Colts, it's better to work on five days a week more consistently, like Monday through Friday and give them the weekend off. Um, and have your lightest load on Monday and build to maybe peaking on Wednesday or Thursday and backing back down by Friday. So that way you're, you know, continually adding to your, your goal for the week and they're understanding it and calm. So be like a teacher setting a lesson plan with building up each day and then maybe finishing with a light test on Friday that they retained what they learned Monday through Thursday and then give them a couple days off for just reward and to chill their brain out and, and let their body heal up physically as well they can get body sore just like we can with new um, activities so um, so for the very first ride this is really important I don't go anywhere. I just get on and off and that's my first ride. As long as it's calm, that's what I'm looking for. I let them accept me sitting on their back and I get off and pet them and they're done and they're just like, huh, not so bad. And I may do that a couple of times. So I, again, face flex, make sure they understand the word whoa. And then when I do get on, they are not to move as I get on. Um, I make sure that's uh, something that they're not going to do. I want them to understand to stand when I get on. And then as soon as I do, um, I try to hold the rein in their mane so I have an iron ear on me. And then if they did do something, I could do a one rein step, um, one rein stop and step off. So I hold the mane and the rein with my left hand and then my right hand's on the back of the saddle. I'm looking at the horse as I go to get on. I use a mounting block with my hip as it is. Um, so I taught them beforehand to face flex and stand quietly next to the mounting block. I think that's really important as well. For those of you that are healthier and younger and you want to get on from the ground, that's fine too, but they should still stand quietly. Um, I find that I don't have to pull on their, their withers and such with my bad hip. That way I can just get on a lot easier and make it an easier process for both of us. So um, then once I do get on, I may not put my foot in the outside stirrup yet. I may just reach down and rub them. I have my foot on the inside stirrup. That way if I do want to step off, I can grab the horn and step down easily without making a lot of commotion. Now, prior to that, make sure you've patted their butt with your hands. That way if your foot scrapes their hindquarters the first time you go to get off, they don't freak out. So be sure you've patted um, when you ponied them, be sure you've uh, smacked your hand down on the saddle, you know, lots of that stuff. Um, I've even used boat buoys on horses to let them have the legs slapping on their side of the saddle. Now, again, don't hook anything to your saddle that you haven't desensitized them to. Like I might just throw the boat buoys over their back and if they pop off, they pop off. They're not tied to the horse. So don't ever tie anything to the horse that they're not desensitized to because they could go through fences out of fear and you don't want anything, again, where they can get hurt. But I've done a lot of things to get horses used to things, um, just, you know, different, different things. But I'll tap them with my hand, back of the saddle, let the saddle go up and down, all that from the pony horse. 
on the pony horse, I'll push their hips around, push their shoulders around, tap on that butt. So that way the first time I swing my leg over, they're not gonna be scared at all because I've done so much already from above and they understand the cues, they're desensitized, it's gonna go well, this won't be any fear. So um, I will do that maybe one or two days and then I'm gonna have a helper in the round pin with me if I can. Now I didn't do that with Rocky because I was on my own, my last colt I did myself. So I just had him move out. If he didn't go off my energy, my voice, and a little bit of leg, I went ahead and used my split rein on his hip because that was something he was already used to, a whip tapping on his hip um, when I lunged him. So I had him go forward that way. And I would just make it a goal that I was gonna walk around half of the round pin, say whoa, do a one rein stop. If he did well, pet him, then disengage the hindquarters, go the other way, halfway around the round pin, stop and pet him. Disengage, uh, disengage the hindquarters after a rest and then go around one time and then stop and do the same thing. You know, and I build off of that one time each way, two times each way after a good walk and a good woe felt calm and relaxed at a walk I tried at a trot now if you have a helper it makes it easier because you can just play passenger and then the um, and actually I did when I wanted to trot I did have a helper there that day and um, I had them just listen to me if I said whoa they backed off um, if I said add they would go ahead and cluck and, and stay behind the shoulder stay you know at the stirrup and drive the hip just like you would normally lunging a horse in a round pen and I did not do it with a lunge line I just had my reins in case I needed them with his halter on and um, I held the horn with one hand the reins on the other hand just sat relaxed exhaled like I was going on a trail ride sitting back like I'm in a recliner chair just totally chill and then um, asked my helper to get me into a sit jog and then a post trot once he'd go around once each way stop reward go the other way stop reward go the other way and just build off of that so keep the sessions short you know if they just you know I say 10 minutes per year so if they're one 10 minutes uh, 20 minutes when they're two you know 30 minutes when they're three you know 40 minutes when they're four you know and, and you can kind of max out there with babies but you know just keep the session short and sweet and especially the first rides you you just again you want to end everything on a positive note so if your goal was just to walk around the round pen that day, boom, you're done. If your goal was to walk and trot around the round pen that day, you're done. So you don't even have to canter until they feel really relaxed and confident post-trotting, like nothing's gonna bother them. And the first time you lope off, it should just be a natural feel to them. They should just be like, okay, I'm sick of post-trotting, I'm just gonna ease into this canter. But remember to have woe and one rein stops and disengaging hindquarters is solid in their mind. If ever they get scared, or overreact to anything you always have your calm down cue to go back to so that's extremely important um so the next thing i want you to consider um once you've got that pretty solid um you can do some more lunging with the uh, uh bit um actually i skipped a couple of things i want to um, go back to um before you before you ride with a bit i'd like you to lunge and bit them up very lightly laterally and vertically and also ground drive now when i ground drive it's not about staying behind them a lot it's it, i'll stand off to the side to them as i ground drive them but um 
I do a lot of changing directions, left, right, stopping on hopefully just my voice, maybe a light rain if they need it, a lot of backing up on the ground driving. Um, All of this will get them giving to pressure from the ground before you get on and get them used to being um, handled and having pressure on the rain. So by lunging, bit it up left and right and down. I don't leave my horses pitted up in the round pen. I think it's cruel and unnecessary punishment. If I asked you to grab your ankles and I'll be back in an hour, you would hate me. I don't want my horse to resent school. I want them to enjoy school. So I will only bit up as I'm with my horse. And as soon as I see them giving and understanding the concept, even if it's five or 10 minutes, I un hook them and let them know you get did a good job and you can do it again in a smooth o-ring you know thick uh, or even the rubber mouthpiece anything thick and will not hurt their mouth and maybe just one split rein through the stirrup um, to the saddle horn to the left and then then do it to the right and then you can do it through both um, stirrups and through the saddle horn at the top for a little bit of vertical pressure. Um, and then you can graduate to ground driving. Again, left, right, backwards, loose rein, whoa. Can be all taught on the ground um, before you do any riding in a bit. So again, the first couple rides in the round pin, I'm just in a halter. Even when I go out of the round pin and I feel comfortable after maybe a week, I might go into a Bozelle then and maybe go into the arena. Um, again, ride ride in the round pin in your um, halter, Bozelle, or bit before you move on to the arena. So that you don't change anything always do groundwork before you get on young horses make sure you've got connection to their mind and they're in the thinking side of their mind that's extremely helpful as well Um, so then um, hopefully I've got a walk trot and lope going smoothly Uh, with Rocky I didn't lope for a really long time I just stayed at a walk trot at the uh, round pin the arena and on the trail for a long time and just made sure I had that loose rein woe and disengage hindquarters um, when rain stops all super solid so that if he did get scared I could get him stopped I didn't canter with him because of my bad hip for a long time so um, so once my hip got out uh, better from you know getting getting where I could do more I did finally lope off with him both directions when my son came home actually it was just this last Christmas and um, he went off beautifully both directions on the correct lead but I had spent so much time getting his body broke loose he was smooth as silk and um, was not even scared at all it was just a natural process so again you don't have to do it on these time levels of 90 days Sadly, when you're paying a trainer, a trainer's pressured to do things off a owner's calendar, but they should never go beyond what the horse can handle. But sometimes a trainer will take things a little bit further because they have a paying client they're trying to keep happy as well. But when it's your own horse, you can take your sweet time. If you want to take two years to make your colt, you can take two years. But these are definitely um, a process that you want to go through. <clears throat> Let's see here. Um, so basically that's pretty much it. Keep those rides um, easy and short. Keep them positive. Um, don't rush it and um, always trust your gut instinct with your young horses. If you see any hot spots in them anywhere, 
Um, always go back to your groundwork. Always go back to desensitizing. Another thing you can do on the desensitizing, once you teach them to spook in place, you can teach them to spook while tied to a tie clip. So, um, desensitize while tied to the tie clip. So meaning you can bring those same scary objects and teach them when you're tied, don't panic and set back if something scary blows by you like a slicker or a rope or a bag um, and you know or an umbrella because at a horse show who knows what's going to walk by your horse on a horse trailer well your horse is tied to the horse trailer I mean um, so that's important to do as well um, you would also want to sack them out in motion so while you're lunging them you could possibly shake those scary objects as well and just hopefully they'll stay just as focused on lunging and stopping and not care that you're swinging a rope or a plastic bag or whatever um, you could do it in the saddle as well with a helper the helper can approach and retreat approach and retreat with scary objects and you can teach the horse to sack in place so that way when you're on a trail ride and dogs come out or birds fly or uh, paper sacks come flying across you're not going to or plastic bags come flying across you're not going to have a horse that panics and ignores you but still stays connected to you because we cannot always control the environment we can't control what happens around us but we can always try to have that connection and control with our horse and that's probably the most important thing I can tell you is is stay focused on those things like trust respect communication of cues and that connection with your horse because I will tell you this bits do not train horses a bit more knowledge does the more solid your horse is to his their connection his or her connection to you the safer you will be because the last thing you want is to overexpose your horse to have um, a bad experience because sadly overexposure overpressure bad experiences will take you three times as long to fix as had you done it correct and slow on the front end so don't get in a hurry just make sure that it's a positive experience for them and um, they are going through school first grade second third fourth learning things with gold stars and A's and um, if they get a C on a test just go back and practice some more don't rush it so anyhow thanks for tuning in and as always ride with heart and good luck starting those babies